Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 35 to the end. Amen. 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 But some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be, but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the, ter of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, that was not the first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earth, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. 
in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortality, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Did everybody mm -hmm. understand that? And uh, of course, it's a, it was a long one, but the theme um, is simple. It's talking about the resurrection from the dead as synonymous with planting a seed and expecting something to grow when you plant that seed. So it says, this natural body that you and I have, it is a body of dishonor. It is a body of weakness, right? You remember that part? It says, it is planted in dishonor. Okay, can you go back to that part where it talked about um, how this body is planted in weakness, and dishonor, etc. Yes, it's um, verse forty-three. It is sown in dishonor; it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness; it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body; it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. Amen. Now, that means all of us have a natural body and a spiritual body. Amen? Amen. Amen. And this natural body that you have is the seed for the spiritual body that you will manifest. Okay? Now, have you, you remember the scripture say, the two shall become one. Isn't that so? Right? Right, yeah. The two yes. shall become one. All right. And you saw here where it says, the first man, that's the natural man, is of the earth and earthy. What verse was that, please? 47. Okay, could you read that for us, please? The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Thank you. So you had a natural birth from your mother and father. That is the first man. Amen. Amen. But Amen. then you became you became born again. Isn't that so? Everybody says we are, we all as Christians we all say we are born again, right? Yes. When 
And when, when Jesus told the man about being born again, the man said, sorry, there's some music playing in the background. Okay, good. The man said, am I gonna enter my mother's womb and be born a second time? And Jesus explained to him that, no, it is like the wind. You can't see it, but you can see it moving things. Amen? Amen. So Amen. you and I are born again, but we still look the same. But from the way we are, the way we think, the way we talk, the way we move, there's evidence that something new has taken place in our lives. Are you with me now? Yes. So, Amen. so Jesus told that man, he said, look, you cannot see the wind, but you can see things being moved left and right. He says, so is everyone born by the spirit. Now, what that says is if a person is born again, something different begins to occur in that person's life. That person, the people who knew you before, begin to notice certain changes. Maybe you are a coward. All of a sudden, you're brave. Maybe you are a person of easy anger and wrath. All of a sudden, you're a very patient, quiet person. Okay? Maybe you were a kid who didn't like to study. All of a sudden, you're coming first in your class. All these things are just manifestations of the evidence that you're now born again. Now, born from the spirit. Remember, Jesus said born from the spirit. Okay? So it says the second man is the Lord from heaven. You all remember that? Okay? What verse? That was verse 47, correct? Yes. Or verse 48? Right. Is it 47, 48 where it says the second man is the Lord from heaven? That's verse 47. Okay. So that means that that character inside of you that is born again is the Lord himself. Amen? Amen. Now look Amen. at what verse 48 says. Read verse 48. Anybody? Amen. Just as we resemble the man from earth, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. Amen. So just the way, without putting any effort, you learned to be a human being by talking, by um, um, crying. I mean, you didn't go to school to learn how, did anybody go to school here to, be, to learn how to be a human being? No, you just are a human being, correct? So Paul is saying that this nature of God that is expressed in the person of Jesus Christ is going to manifest through you the same way. Notice he uses future tense. Did you notice that? Just as we have borne the image of the earthly past tense, correct? He goes, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly? Can yes, you see that? Verse 49, yes. Okay. So what he's saying in that is not that you don't have it now, but you don't have it in its fullness yet. Amen? You keep Amen. progressing Amen. and getting better and better and better, and one day you will be like him. Let somebody help me, please, just for a minute. Turn to the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter... Mm. 
Okay, it's either going to be three or five. Let's try three first. First John chapter three. First John chapter three. Not the book of Amen. John, but first John. Amen. Go ahead. Amen. We want to read from read verse one to five. Verse one to five. Amen. See what love is that it? Yes, see what it love sounds the like Father has see what love the lo the Father has bestowed on us in letting us be called the children of God. Yet that is what we are. The reason the world does not recognize us is that it never recognized the Son. Dearly beloved, we are God's children. What we shall be laid what what we shall later be has not come to light. We know that we know that when it comes to light, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope based on him keeps himself pure as he is as he is pure. Everyone who sins acts lawlessly, even as the lawless. Even sin is lawlessness. You know well that the reason he revealed himself was to take away sin. In him there is nothing sinful. That's number okay, five. Okay, is that verse five? Very good. Okay, so do we see the Apostle John saying the exact same thing, telling us that we, he says, now we are the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God, but it doesn't manifest. It doesn't appear. When you look at us, we look like we're just the same person, correct? In certain ways, not, not, in certain ways, people look at us and say, you too claim to be born again? I don't know if you see that. That's what John is trying to say to us, right? Yes. Okay. So John is saying we are going to bear that heavenly image and likeness in time to come. Amen? Mm -hmm. So Amen. let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Dr. K, can you read your translation? Yes. Amen. Amen. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the, all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him, male and female he create male and female created he them. Okay, we notice that God had an intention to make man in His image and His likeness. Amen. Yes. But you notice He only made man in His image, not His likeness. In other words, 
you look like him, but you might be nothing like him. Amen. Amen. How do we, how are we sure? Who can give me one scripture to confirm that God made us in his image, but not in his likeness? One scripture. How about the one we just read? You see, it's always good to remember. How about the one our sister Liz just read? Let's take a look at it again. Dr. K, can you read your translation? Hang on. First John, first John chapter three. I think it's the first, I think it's the third, second and third verse. Well, you can take it verse one to three. Amen. 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 Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There you go. That's the answer. He says, for we know that when he shall appear, we shall be what? Like him. So, but in Genesis 1, you just read where God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So, it means in Genesis 1, God didn't make man in his likeness. He made man in his image. And now that man made in God's image is the seed that has to be planted in this earth, okay? And receive the water of the life of Jesus Christ in resurrection and be born again. And now when you're born again, you're born into the likeness of God. Amen? Okay, I'm gonna stop Amen. here because it's best for us to kind of assimilate what we've talked about and know that we're all on the same page. So if there are questions, if there's um, some buttressing, if there's some support, whatever, let's, let's go ahead and let's, let's banter a little bit about it, amen? Uh, if you understand, you know, generally where I'm going with this. Well, I think of the scripture where it says that we need to be um, be transformed into his likeness by the renewing of our minds. Now, yes, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's the process in which we're changed. Now, what I'm, trying to what I'm trying to find out is if we understand what we, what we actually, in other words, this is the basis of why you're a believer. You believe that you were born a natural person by your mother and father, but at some point you saw the light. You saw that you needed to receive Jesus into your life. The man from heaven, amen? amen. The man from heaven. And the man from heaven, when that man from heaven came into your life, 
you became birthed by his spirit. So you became born again. And you are growing now into his likeness. So you cannot go into the likeness of God except you become spiritual. When you were born, you were born naturally. Amen? And you will Amen. grow naturally. You will become very intelligent naturally. Everything about you will be natural. The best thing about you will be natural. But the natural cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You must be born again. Now, once you are born again, your journey into that likeness of God begins. Amen? Amen. Amen. God made the statement, the categorical statement at the first page of the Bible. It says, this is my intention for these people. I want them to be not only in my image, not only look like me, but I want them to be like me. But when he made us in the garden, he didn't make us to be like him. He made us to what? Look, look like. like him. Now, do we understand what I'm saying? Yes. Hello? Anybody yes. home? Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Come on. We got, you see, this, this is, see, this is, this is the whole thing. Everything that we, your whole born again, your whole being a Christian, whatever it, it, whoever you are, don't care your denomination. This here, this is the, this is the story. When you want to, when somebody puts a gun to your head and say, you better deny Jesus. It's this understanding that will make you say, buddy, why are you wasting my time? Pull the trigger. This understanding, once you have this understanding, you cannot get this understanding in any school, in any place. It has to come from within. And God has given it to us in his word to confirm what is taking place in all our lives individually. Every single one of us, where you are now is not where you were last year. Without any help from you, God has made you more like him on the inside regardless of what is going on around you financially, regardless of what's going around you materially, politically, whatever. Spiritually, you can't see it, but you're becoming even better. You're becoming even brighter. You're going, the, the, the Bible says, the footsteps of the righteous get brighter and brighter every day. Isn't that so? Yes. Yeah. But brighter towards, brighter towards what? Brighter towards the day of the Lord, brighter towards that time when the Lord himself will be all in all, okay? All right, um, any questions? Let me, let, me start, let me start with questions. Go ahead, let, any questions? Is Pastor Tabo here today? Yes, he is. Okay. Okay. Hello, Tabo. Do you have any questions? Hello. Uh, no. Okay. Good. How about any comments? Yes, of course. Sorry about that. Of course. Yes. Comment, please. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, I have a question. Um, can someone kind of, in your own words, um, describe what we just spoke about and your understanding of it? Um, amen. Amen. Say my understanding is that when God made man, he said he was going to make us in his image and likeness, but his his word hasn't he hasn't been completed. That word hasn't been completed because he's done the first part, which is he's made us in his um, image, but when we become born again, we then start the journey to be made in his likeness. And so when we reach that um, holy of holies, that's when we will become in his likeness. And so that's when we would reach completion of, of, of his word, of his promise. So that's, that's my understanding of it. That's perfect. That's a perfect understanding. Now, what if somebody comes to you and, you know, they push back and they say, look, that, that's semantics. You cannot say God didn't make man in his likeness. He just said God was going to make man in his image and his likeness. Where do you have the evidence that man was not made in the likeness of God? Where, what scripture would you quote for them? And then I will bring the person to, to what we just read here in First John. Perfect. Perfect. First John Perfect. So that is that is that is what you're going to encounter. So if somebody comes, then you ask them. You say, okay, so why why does the scripture say? It does not yet appear what we shall be like, but this we know that when we see him, we shall, shall, future, we shall be like him. Well, if God already made us like him, why shall, why, why would he say we shall be like him? Well, okay. yes, because we so, are not like him in, in, in yeah. character, but we are, right. we are him in image. Yeah. In, in our image, exactly. but not in our character. Exactly, exactly. So go ahead, somebody else, please. I was thinking that his imagery of a seed being planted and it transforming that um, if anybody has gardened before, you know, like um, when corn gets planted, that it gets planted around the 1st of May and it should be a fourth, uh, we say here in America, it should be a foot high by the 4th of July but all you see is a leafy green stalk. And you know by the stalk, if you recognize different plants, oh, that's gonna grow into um, corn, but the fruit doesn't appear from the corn until it reaches full maturity. Some other plants take years before they bear fruit. So different plants, you can plant the seed in the ground, water it and watch it grow and what it becomes, um, it's not necessarily bearing the fruit that you're expecting right away. 
it may some plants it may be the second or third year before you get the fruitful blooms if it's I love this I love plant. this so that that's that's what I was thinking and likewise it is with us that we become born again and we um, he starts watering us with the word when we're um, reading the word and we're receiving a word from God but it may take some longer than others to come to for our fruit to to um, be apparent. So thank you. Somebody else. I never know whether you can hear me or not. We can, we can hear you, Mom. Okay, I was thinking also in that uh, analogy that she just made of the plant. If you see a plum tree growing and a peach tree growing, the leaves look the same. Sometimes you can't tell in an orchard which is which until the fruit bears. The shape of the, of the leaf is same and, and the coloring is a little different. You would have to be an arborist to know the difference early on. So a person that knew about plants, that would be a good uh, analogy to explain it. And Jesus actually talked about planting seed. I think in, in um, one of the parables, I don't know, maybe we'll look that up later because he talked about that as the kingdom of God, you know, as the, the, the full growth being the kingdom of God. But sorry, mom, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Uh, and then uh, my mind brought me back to verse nine of uh, 1 Corinthians 3. And it said, you know, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Uh, that is why when uh, we need to look at people's lives that talk a good story, but they can't walk and live a certain way, then we need to be wary and pray for that person and not follow everything they say. Because if they're born of God, they cannot sin, and his seed remaineth in him. Now, that mom has taken us to another dimension. I love it. Now, the Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we lie and the truth is not in us. That's so, so now, the Bible also says, whoever is born of God does not sin. So how do we reconcile this apparent difference? I'll tell you one scripture. I believe it's in the book of Romans where Paul says, if I do the things I would not and do not the things that I would, I prove then that it is no longer I that doeth them, but sin that dwelleth in me. Who wow. shall deliver me from this body of death? Do you remember that scripture, anybody? Yes. Yes. Think, yes. Why don't we take a look at it? I think it's Romans 6, I believe. Somewhere in Romans 6. Somebody can pull it up. 
because the end the end man the, the new man that man that you and i coming to he does not sin he cannot sin but the old man the man you and i are coming from he is laden with sin okay and can't help himself and both of them now dwell together one is referred to as the house of david and the other is referred to as the house of saul okay Uh, up in the uh, 14th verse of uh, Romans 6, it says, For sin yes. shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Yes, if it continues, somewhere we'll find what where then, Paul talks about it. What then shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under the grace of God, uh, uh, under grace, God forbid. No, that's a question. He's asking a question. Yeah, after the word grace. Yeah, God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield your, yourselves servants to obey his servants, you are to whom ye obey, whether of, of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed the heart that from the doctrine which was delivered you. That did not answer your question. No, that's fine. It's that same chapter, but you go further on. Now, the sin he's referring to there is not the sins that people commit. He's referring to the sin of not believing what God said about his son, Jesus Christ. But we're looking for the other verse where it talks about where I do the things I would not. Now, that's different from what he's talking about here, what you just read. I, I realized that now. I, I was going by what I had marked and thought I had found. It. It Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Oh, sorry. Okay, good. Go ahead. You can read it, Mom. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would do, not, but the evil which I would not do, I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. This Continue. is a very important. Continue. Okay, sorry, 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 go oh, ahead. Okay. Sorry. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God that the inward man. After. After the inward man. I don't have eye drops in today. Sorry. Uh, after the in, inward man. But I see another law in my members, wearing against the law of my mind 
and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Almost at the end. Uh, yeah, keep oh, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So this is still mind and sin, that mind and, and, and law. Now it goes into chapter eight. Did you know uh, exactly where Brother Mike was wishing? Yeah, that, 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 was where we wanted to, that was where we wanted to end. We see Paul, the great apostle, telling us that in his life, there's, there's a struggle. His flesh, that is the, the, the Paul that was born by father and mother, right. has this tendency to do those things he doesn't want to do. But he knows there's a deliverance coming. And that's why he says he thanks his God that he will be delivered from this condition, not through his own effort, not through his own power, but through his Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And this is the, notice, this is the theme of the New Testament. What we're talking about today, everything you read in the whole New Testament is all about this. Now, one more scripture we should look at is the parables. If anybody can find the parables where Jesus talked about the kingdom of God being like um, a, 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 a man who planted, uh, not the wheat and tares, but one who planted plants and he doesn't know how it grows, okay? It says first a stem, first an ear, then a stem, and then the full corn. Does anybody know where, I think it's in Matthew someplace. Matthew 13. Thank you. So, Jesus himself now is talking about the same thing that Paul is going to talk about and John's later on going to talk about. So let's read what Jesus says. Uh, you can take it from anywhere you think is comfortable, Dr. K. Well, they suggest we read um, 1 through 9 and then 18 through 23, but let's see what, what you had in mind. Okay, go ahead. What chapter? Chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13. You gonna read? Yes. Hang on a second. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spoke many things into them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, 
some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speak you unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them it is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing you shall hear, and, you sh and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understand it not, and then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away them that was sown in his, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart, this is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he no root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches chokes the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, and understands it, which also bears fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares. Okay, that's the tares, Louis. Okay, so we finished the, I think, the one you wanted. No, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going because it's all about sowing just like Paul was talking about. Right. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then all appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt you then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather you together first 
the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Another parable put he forth unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which is indeed the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and launch in the branches thereof. The next parable is about the leaven. So I think that's okay. the Yeah, yeah, let's do the leaven as well. Do the leaven. Another parable spoke he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things Jesus all these things spoke Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The, mm. feed, the field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Mm. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasures hidden in a field, that which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathereth of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, have you understood all these things? They say unto him, yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, therefore, every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, that which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when thank you so okay, okay. That's fine. yeah thank you so much now i want us to notice that jesus was still talking about investing planting sowing sowing seeds reaping 
And by the way, the angels he's referring to there is not the angels from the sky. Amen. Right. Remember, Amen. we said that the word angels in the Bible simply means messenger. So, ah, okay. okay, the word, so every time we read angel, we have to ask ourselves, is it talking about an angel from the sky or is it talking about a human being, messenger? Okay, the word, that word translated angel in the Bible, in, in both Greek and Hebrew, it actually means messenger, messenger, messenger. Okay, it doesn't mean somebody from the sky. Amen. So notice he said, he's going to send his messengers and some are going to take his people into the kingdom and others will take some of those people into destruction. Do you, do you notice that? Yes. yes. That means if your heart is looking for someone to tell you what your flesh wants to hear, God is going to send people who will speak those things your flesh wants to hear and you will follow them to destruction. I want us to be very careful now. I want you to think about what I just said. Because that's the only way an angel can take you to destruction. He's got to be able to come and speak to you. Are you with me? Yes. Remember what the servant said. He said, he said, his servant said, Master, didn't you plant good seed? And he said, yes, I planted good seed. Then he said, how come there are these tears? He said, an enemy must have done it. They said, should we go ahead and pull them out? He says, no, no, leave them. Let them grow together. That means right now in the church with you sitting in the pew is somebody whose heart has no intention for God. God is nothing but the means to an end for her or for him. Amen. And God is going to send a minister, a messenger that's going to bring a word that is palatable to that person so that that person can go in that direction. But those of you who want to know God better, who want to have a deeper relationship with God, your ears and your heart will be open and attentive to those ministers that come and show you the way into the kingdom to become more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. The gospel is about being more like Jesus. It doesn't matter whether you're rich. It doesn't matter whether you are poor. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, red, or something in between. All that matters is that in your heart, you want to be like Jesus. There's something about Jesus that just awes you. Huh? There's just something when you, when you, when you hear people sing music about Jesus from the heart, you get these goosebumps come all over you. You can't explain yeah. it. It's the love you have for God. Yes, Lord. Do you know that some people believe that if your father is not your natural father, at some points in your life, you, there's going to be some, you know what, if, sorry about this, sorry about this example, but if, if, if your mom, mother didn't tell the truth and somebody else is your father, at some point in your life, you are going to begin to sense that this is not your father. And if, some, if a person is your father and you've been estranged from that person, someday, somehow, even after that natural father's done, you will find your way back 
to where you're from. This is in the flesh. It occurs. So those of you who are the children of God, instinctively, inside of you, regardless of what you do on the outside, there is, there is a homing device inside of you that brings you unconsciously to where the Father is. And no matter what you're going through now, no matter the difficulties, no matter the sin you're struggling with, don't keep your eye on that. You heard the great apostle Paul himself say, look, I struggle with things and I do things I wish I didn't, I, I, I do things I don't want to do. And the good things I want to do, I don't even do them. That's because you're in that transition process. You're in that growth process. Remember Jesus said, at night, while man slept, do you remember that? Yes. It wasn't the master who was asleep. It was the servants who were asleep. Right? I think, I think that's yeah, why I think that's why Jesus went on to tell them a parable of the the vineyard and about the pruning of the vine. Because if you've ever experienced um, a grapevine, that the grapevine will wander where it's not supposed to go. And whoever is the, the uh, keeper of the vineyard has to go and keep pruning the vine so that the vine will be trained which way that it should go. And it takes some time, but eventually the vine gets to the point where it's pretty much self-sustaining, but it has to be pruned. And Jesus talks about that in scripture also, because, you know, these were... Um, farm people they understood these uh, they understood these analogies okay yes when i was a child my grandmother just before she was to give you a switching but always mentioned that part of the bible and she says so this is why god is telling me that you need to be pruned <laughs> and you that's true switch, and you didn't forget it either <laughs> Oh, I love the old saints. Mm. They had a way. All right. I, I noticed everybody else is kind of uh, on um, silence here. Uh, where's Sister Liz? Has she left? Here, what, she about, here. what about Billy? I'm here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right. So. Over to you guys. I just wanted us to go look at Jesus because you notice Jesus is speaking in parables, right? But by mm -hmm. the time Paul comes, by the time John comes, they're speaking to us in plain English. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Jesus really, Jesus really said these things, but the way he said them, they were in parables and people didn't really understand them. But it's all talking about the transformation of your, of your, of your being from a natural, carnal, selfish individual to a spiritual, kind, heavenly individual. That's what this whole thing is all about. It's not about how big your car is. It's not about how much money God gives you. It's not about the miracles. It's not even about God healing you from sickness and disease. It's not even about God raising you from the dead. Lazarus was raised from the dead, but guess what? He's dead again. Okay? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's none of those things. It's about the transformation of your nature. It's about you saying, I no longer want to live a life in which I'm always at enmity and strife with people around me. It's about you not being comfortable living in strife 
living in bitterness, living in unforgiveness with your family, with your neighbors. With, uh, the Bible says, as much as be with you, live at peace with all men, especially they of the household of God. Amen. And we have to learn to cut people off. If people are of no use, no good, all they do is make you curse, make you get angry, make you whatever, okay? Look, if you're not married to such a person, then you have an out. It doesn't matter if it's your brother or your sister. If you're not married to somebody like that, then you don't have to be around that. Cut it off, cut them off. But don't keep any malice, don't keep any bitterness. Remember their birthdays and stuff like that. But understand what they are, they are tears. They are tears, okay? But if you're married to a tear, don't worry. God knows what to do about things like that. You just be, continue being wheat. Don't become a tear yourself. That's Amen. what this whole thing is all about. I'm promising you, if there's one thing that will keep you from developing and growing into the, the kingdom that Jesus wants you to be, it's bitterness, unforgiveness, strife, envy, um, anger, um, malice, those things. You should just... There's no reason for all of these things. I mean, don't you just feel cool being born again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've I've thought about it. I have never inside of me been sad since I became born again. I've I've been I've been unhappy, I've been disappointed, I've been, but there's a kind of hopeless sadness that you would sometimes have as an unbeliever. I don't have that anymore. It's just not there, okay? It's just not there. And I promise you, if you're born again, it's not there. No matter how much you think it's there, it's not there. It's your mind. There's so much joy inside of you. You've got to let it out. You've got to let it come out. Don't let the people around you make you put it. Jesus said, no one lights a candle and puts it under a table, remember? Yes. He's talking about the joy. He's talking about the joy. That's who you are. And let it shine. No excuses. In the White House, I'm a born-again Christian. At a football stadium, I'm a born-again Christian. Anywhere, I'm a born-again Christian. Not because I'm, I'm trying to win medals for it, but that's just who I am. And I love it. I mean, just think about it. I can talk to God and God can change his mind on something he wanted to do because I said so. Just, I mean, just think about that. Just think about that. And this is what we are. And you're not even yet at the fullness of what God wants for you. Yet, even at this stage that you're in, you can talk to God. You can talk to him about anything. You can, the Bible said that Solomon wrote about everything from the hyssop that groweth out of the wall to the great cedars of Lebanon. What Solomon do you think he was talking about? You think he was just talking about the natural Solomon or the true Solomon, the, the son of the king, Jesus Christ? That is saying that Jesus Christ cares of the least of these and cares about the greatest. That's all that's saying to us. So nothing that you're going through is your personal problem. It's God's personal problem. If it affects you, it affects God. Just open that mouth 
and talk. Yeah, just talk. The way you talk about everything else, just talk to God. Just open that mouth and talk. God wants to hear from you. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. God wants to hear from you. Talk. Stop meditating like a Buddhist monk. God actually has ears to hear. And he gave you a mouth to speak. All things were made by him and for him. So your mouth was made for God. Use it and talk to him about anything, anything at all. And he will answer. Amen. 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 I wanted to point something else out about the reaping. That uh, when you look at John chapter 4, verses 35 through 38, these are also the words of Jesus Christ. He says, Say not you, there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receives wages and gathers fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor, other men labored, and you are entered into their labors. Because when you were talking about the, the angels that do the weeping, that do the reaping, we are the reapers. That we plant, we plant a seed, um, and not, we don't plant the seed, we, we water a seed and start it growing. And some other believer will come along later and they will, um, they will harvest that finished work. Amen. You know, like when the wheat is growing, when the wheat is ready to harvest, it's white on the top. It says Paul plants, Apollos waters, but it's God that causes the growth. Yes. Amen. 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 Hey, Amen. Pastor Tabo, what, what, Pastor Tabo, I haven't heard from you in a while. What do you? <laughs> no, he's he's uh, he's assenting to read chapter thirteen of Matthew, is it? Um, because he was dozing off, so I thought it was a better use of his time than just. That's, that's a good one for him to read all by himself. Yeah. because the Lord will reveal to him some mm -hmm. of the things that he's either just been through or going to go through. And all yeah. of a sudden, when you start going through that, if you read these things, you look upward and okay, say, okay. yes, Lord, okay. thank you. Yes. yes. You know, because we can talk to each other, but there's yeah. nothing like the word of God talking to us and God allowing it to be manifest to us when we need it. Exactly. Yes. So um, I think I thought he would learn so much if he read it himself. Um, um, as opposed to just tell sitting him to, down. Tell him to go somewhere where he can read it out loud. <laughs> yes, he Sometimes when I was young, uh, I would read it and then I would be asked about it and then it was embarrassing. I know I read it, but I couldn't recall it. And my oh, mother yeah. used to say, go sit on the porch swing and oh, read yeah. it out loud. 
Yes. And when I'd come back and she'd talk to me, it was like, I got it. I even yes. remembered where it was. Uh, yeah. Because, so, you know, we, we, we all, we, we need each other. I just think so much about the people that helped me grow and who helped form me. I appreciate them. They've been long gone. But I still remember. I never leave you wherever you go. Amen. Yeah. I, I think about um, Grandpa Logan, that uh, when I first started studying with Brother Mike, that he would um, have something difficult that he wanted to teach me. And he'd say, I don't know how well you're going to receive it, but um, this is what I wanted to say. And just about every time he would say that, whatever he said next was something that I heard as a child, Grandpa Logan say. I had no idea what Grandpa Logan was saying at the time. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of funny when uh, Brother Mike would bring it up. It's like, oh, that was what he was talking about. So the seed had mm. already been planted, but I had no idea what it meant. Man. But it caused the growth. Yes. So, um, just following on from the comment about talking to God and just speak, speaking out the words. What about singing to God? Oh, to I do that every day. Uh, when someone asks me a comment or a question, it seems the Lord sends a song to me with the same yeah. words. And it yes. just occurs to me that the people that wrote those songs knew the Bible. Yes. And sometimes you, you, you can get it that way. I do it every day. Yes. I recall that, well, I was, I, I still remember this, this, I don't know if this is written anywhere in the Bible or someone just made it up, but they said, he who prays, prays once, he who sings, prays twice. Yeah, that, that's true. I heard that as a child. I think, yeah. um, Bali, the, the, the point is when you are singing the words that someone else has written in a song, it, yeah. may, make, it may make you feel good. But when you have a problem that yeah. you, need, you need to go to God, like mm. a child goes to his dad, you know, his, or his mom or his dad, but, you know, and you're, begging and pleading and you're telling you're pouring your heart out and saying exactly what you have in your heart mm -hmm. that when you do that then god is able to intervene yes that the bible says we have not because we ask not and when we ask we ask inappropriately so yeah. we have to we have to petition the Bible also says petition the Lord with prayer and what they what they're talking about there is just tell God exactly how you feel. If you're angry about something, tell him what you're angry about. If you're, um, you know, if you're feeling unforgiveness, tell him what you're feeling unforgiveness about. Just tell him whatever it is, tell him exactly how you feel. I could have written a song that is really nice 
and makes you feel good. But that's not the same as you telling God what you're feeling inside. Well, there are times when you don't have the words. Um, and there are times when, and I've been there before, when I don't know what to say. And I just break out in songs, songs that are just praising God for his greatness. And even without saying anything, he already could read what, what I was going through at that moment. And I feel him fix it. So there are times when- There's nothing, I, there's, there's, there's absolutely nothing when, wrong with singing to God. Whether it's your song or whether it's somebody else's song, because as long as you're expressing yourself to God, the Bible says that we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings that are too deep to be uttered. So, so when you sing or when you pray in tongues or when you speak, as long as you're genuinely expressing yourself to God, he hears you. There's, uh, there is no, there is, I wouldn't make any distinction on those things. As long as they are coming from the heart, there are people who, who when they're going through things, they just sing. You know, mm-hmm. some, that's, why, that's why we have a book in the Bible called the book of Lamentations. You and right. I know what the lamentation is, okay? It's like a dirge, but about yes. something sad. Okay, yes. so I don't want to be too technical. I don't make a rule or law. I'm just giving my opinion. Um, but let everybody be fully persuaded. The important thing is open your mouth and communicate with the Lord. Tell him, you know, tell him the little thing, the little thing, the big thing, you know. Um, that's, all, that's, that's all I got for you. I don't have anything else for you. That's all I got for you. Okay. I don't want to add any more to it. That's all I got for you. Not you, you, I mean, everybody listening. Uh, Hold on a minute. Go ahead, mom. Uh, One, one song that comes to my mind when I know I can't find the scripture right now. And there's something that I want the Lord to put into my spirit to share. Uh, is the old hymn that's lead me, guide me along the way. Or if I need thee, uh, I, I cannot stray. Lord, help me walk this way with thee. You've heard that song? Mm-hmm. Lead me, guide me. No, no, I haven't. But it's, it's an old, old hymn that yeah. I used to hear a lot when I was a child. And I find that sometimes I'll sing that and just like a lightning bolt what I was looking for hits my mind. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so when I, when I was saying to Abele, I sing, I sing every day for some reason when I... You muted out, Mom. 
I think you hit the mute button on your phone by mistake. Um, yes. Well, we have to open our minds and hearts to the Lord ourselves as well. We lost you for about 30 seconds. And there's another old song. Uh, uh, Dad just came in and he was saying uh, there was a song about Jesus is on the mount, is on the main line. Tell him what you want. I don't know if anybody heard that or not. Yes. Go, go get the phone. Uh, but uh, that's kind of what the old, old saints that did not have pianos and things like that. They, they would, uh, my vision is, is them up singing and somebody playing a guitar. <laughs> Mom, why don't you sing one of those songs for us so we can know it? Maybe we'll recognize it. Well, uh, uh, Jim is the one that sings Jesus is on the main line. Tell me what you want. He's just went to the phone. But the one okay. I was talking about is lead, <clears throat> lead me, guide me along the way for if you lead me i cannot stray lord let me walk each day with thee lead me oh lord lead me and that whole song all those verses are they're, they're very precious dear to me because i may have just talked to someone but i knew i did not get my point across the way i wanted to so that's a song i i, I will be on my knees sometimes praying and that song comes to me jim is back i don't know if he can sing jesus is on the main line tell me what you want do you remember I remember, but uh, I don't remember. Jesus is on the moon. Tell him you want. I don't. You don't remember the rest of the refrain. The Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. You Jesus got it, okay. on the main line. I know that song. Tell him what you want. Yes. So you know the song. <laughs> Not the words, though. Well, Jesus. when the words come to us, we'll write them down and make sure you get them because those are old songs. You don't even hear them in church anymore. No. You know, I'm sure it's probably on YouTube. I'll see if I find a YouTube video of them singing it. We've gotten so fancy with our organs and our choirs that just yes. people. Post it on the WhatsApp page. Write it down so you can see if you can find it in some of our books and things too, that. I wonder if you can come about songs. Well, go ahead. <clears throat> Dad's talking. It seems to me that David, uh, I don't know how much of his life he did this, but certainly it seems like when he was out taking care of the sheep as a boy and later uh, that he sang songs and wrote songs, many of them. And uh, they're in the scriptures. Oh yeah, they're all over the scripture. 
I mean, they're repeated by other later, by other poets and other uh, prophets later. But that's where the songs came from. So there's, there's value in being old. We, we learn it, then we teach it to the young. It's interesting, many soldiers talked about when they were in grave danger and other people who were in grave danger. It is a psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want That comes to mind. The Lord's prayer. The Lord, yes. That, uh, and particularly that even though I walk through the valley <clears throat> of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Uh, and thou art with me. But that's, uh, I, someday, the other day, I think I was talking to someone when we were talking about this Psalms, uh, how important they are. And of course, they, they're such, so important that they're in the canon all by themselves. And what's the canon? The Bible. Oh, okay. This is the book wanted... of Psalms. So sometimes check out the book of Psalms and as you're reading it, you, you, you will have a song that comes from way back in your memory. And, and the only difference I find when I hear the songs is wherever the people are from. If they're from Latin America, they sing the same song, but at a little different pace and meter. If they're from Africa, they sing the same song, but it has just a little bit of different beat to it. But I'm convinced that these are worldwide because they come from the scriptures. And the saints, they may have remembered some of it and the way they taught it might've been a little different, but it's the words that we need to hear and we need to sing out. Don't be afraid. Don't even worry about what your voice sounds like. God doesn't care. He relishes in your praise. I'm not, I, I've talked enough. Some, somebody said thanks mom this is dad uh, somebody said that uh, that angels fold their wings when they hear the saints sing because they can't sing that song well, they, so, have, they, they have another job so I still would like to have heard that on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you will one day. Can I ask Taboo a question? Uh, Tabo, is he still there? Uh, yes, come on, Tabo. Uh, he's, he's coming. Okay, I wanted to know how his exams went. I had him on my mind most of the first of the week and I prayed for him and I even sang that the Lord would just help him in his recall and to calm his nerves and, and take away any worry and pain because that was from the enemy. And I just wanted to know how he felt while he was in his exams and how he felt when he ended, because hopefully while I was singing, he got total recall. That was why I did it. <laughs> right, so did you? 
have GFO during your exams? No, no, no. So, exams, exams were really hard, but managed to get through it. At the end, I felt all right. So have you got your results yet? Pardon? Have you got the results yet? Do you know? Uh, no, we haven't got the results yet. Well, we'll still be praying. But I yeah. wanted you to know you were on my mind and I prayed for you just like I prayed for my own children when they were going through SATs and all of these Thank other you. TDDs. And, <laughs> but we Thank all been you. there. We all understand and we love you. Thank and, you. Thank you. We'll keep, we'll keep you covered in prayer because that is our job. And Come uh, in. If, it's, if, if we can't pray and lift each other up, I even prayed for Sister Liz this week. She just hit my head. And I thought, well, I don't normally think of Liz during the week. And I thought, well, Lord, wherever she is, whatever she is doing, circle her, Lord, right now with angels. Angels on chariots of fire if she needs power power whatever it is lord send it send it to her right now so i mean thank you there is just so much power in prayer and uh i don't think we feel it deep in our beings until we start using it and i do it openly with my mouth aloud not just in my mind. For some reason, I know he's hearing when I tell him the desires of my heart. And it's not necessarily always pretty in the best of language because sometimes when I'm communicating with the Lord, I've got so much tears, I can't sing if I want to. And they're not tears of sadness, it's tears of joy because I am communicating and also praying for myself. Does that make sense to you? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I want to just encourage Tabo, if you can, if you can hear me, Tabo. Uh, sometimes when you when you want to talk to somebody, maybe you've talked to God, but you want to talk to somebody, feel free to call Grandma Logan through WhatsApp, and you know, just remember the time difference. But feel free to, Mom. Am I am I saying something oh, that's okay? Oh, absolutely okay. okay. And okay, and good. and it makes good. my day. Because sometimes good. I pray, Lord, use me. Use me today, Lord. And I'm waiting yep. and I don't get used. But that's okay. I know he hasn't left me. I know he hasn't forgotten me. So yep. I am available. Okay, Tabo. Yes. I, I think you. your mom had, Abela, you were about to say something. Sure, Tabo. Abela, you were about to say something. I don't know. I was just about to say how sometimes, you know, uh, if it, you know, just bring out a chair and sit, you know, sit down and imagine God is sitting on the chair and you're talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I've done, I've done that. I've done that before. Um, and I just, I, someone said it and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did that sometime last year or two years ago. And I just brought out a chair. I sat down and I, I imagined he was sitting down in front of me and I'm talking to him and he just... I, you know, I laid it all out and um, I, I opened my mouth and I spoke, spoke it out. Yes. But I understood what you meant by 
actually opening your mouth and speaking or sometimes looking out the window and just just looking out and speaking into the air um and just imagine you know that was good for you when when yeah. you spoke it out loud whatever memory mm -hmm. in the back of your mind told you to do that it took you to another dimension you talk yes. about wanting to get closer to the lord when yes. those things hit your mind do it yes i mean yes. i was sitting i was sitting on on my porch looking at a little hummingbird and how hard he was working to keep himself in the air as he drank the nectar and i mm. thought about my own self and the thing how i needed the holy spirit under my wings and i just started singing that little bird pulled his head back and looked at me <laughs> and and then he went on back to drinking but i tell you there are a lot of things that we miss out on because we think what goes through our mind is silly and we shouldn't do it. But I think that's the Holy Spirit telling us to do that because there's something else that we can receive. Yes. Just try it. And I'll tell you next week, your testimony will be rich. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing too big for God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. sometimes I've asked him questions and I felt guilty and I felt I'm not supposed to be, am I, I'm not supposed to question God, but I, I just carried on asking, you know, I just this, you know, cry, basically crying out, but asking, why did you let this happen? Why is this, why is this happening this way? Or why did that happen? Or, you know, why, why hasn't this been fixed yet? And uh, while I was doing that, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, gosh, you know, that fear of the Lord, uh, you're questioning God. But well, I still did uh, it anyway. Your, your, your Papa Logan just, just found <laughs> that music. God is on the main line telling him what you want. But he was going to play it, and I told him to take it to the other room. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> hey, Dad. Yeah. I posted the song also in the okay. in the group. And he, he was around here just kind of halfway skipping in his walk. <laughs> so he found yes. it. But the belly, that's what I was talking about was that okay. that um it does, you know, if a child is upset with the mm -hmm. parent, they have no trouble telling you that they're upset. Yes. And God can't deal with us if we don't tell him mm -hmm. what it is that because when we speak it out then he can deal with us now a lot of people do sing like a lot of a lot of ch um, churches they have the reason why they start off with praise and worship is because a lot of times we have to come away from whatever it was that we were doing out in the world to come into mm -hmm. the presence of god and prepare yes. ourselves to be able to talk to him but when you yeah. have something specific in your heart that you want to say, just say it. And he will he will correct you and he will guide you. But if we don't say it, then how is he going to help us? And how are we gonna develop that relationship, that friendship? Uh -huh. Well, yeah. also the, the, the evil spirits, they don't want you getting strong. So once you sing it out and cry it out, they go on to somebody else. Yes. Okay, she's not giving me an audience today. 
Yes, I find sometimes just praise and worship sometimes get puts you in that mood where you're you feel like you're you're you know like speaking in tongues where you just you find you find yourself being in the spirit instantly. Yes, I know if I'm by myself, I'm usually making noise. It puts you in the spirit in such a way that nothing else couldn't. You know, I drop whatever I'm doing. There's this particular lady that she just sings, you know, in the spirit and whatever I'm doing and I I hear her speak, I just drop whatever it is I'm doing and immediately my whole attention is is focused. Well, you're shutting out any clouds of darkness yes give them no space in your mind yes exactly fill your mind with the goodness of god and And i'll tell you that you will go from one song to the next to another and then you think you're at that moment god puts the words you're going to say in the prayers in your head you know, that's the last moment where, you know, the words that you're supposed to, things you're supposed to pray about, it starts to come to you immediately. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can remember singing a song when one of my children, one of my boys is just ba- acting like a little demon. And uh, <laughs> so when I started praying to, uh, in my spirit as he was having his tantrum, then I opened my mouth and I started singing and he says, Mom, don't sing that song. I don't want God to kill me. Oh, <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me, my oldest son. And, and you know which brother that was. <laughs> the, the oldest, my oldest, my oldest child, when he was born, he would cry sometimes for forty-five minutes straight, and then when he got older, he would throw a temper tantrum for like fifteen or twenty minutes. And the only thing that would calm him down and comfort him was if I went to the piano and sat down and played when we all get to heaven. <laughs> then he would he yes. would stop. Yes. I don't know what it was about that song, but when I yes. sat down, well, you and played can't that song, you can't sing and shout the victory while you're having a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> he grew out of it, thank God. But I'll tell you, the beginning it was hard. You know, when you're a brand new parent and that's your first child and they're crying, you're thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and, and, and when you've got an unsaved husband and he throws tantrums, uh, I think sometimes a little boy wants to be just like his dad and he practices it on you during the day. So... Mm. And, and we have to be aware of that. I mean, th- that sounds like common sense, but it isn't when you're troubled. And it's not until you talk to other saints that have already been through that rearing process that, oh, raising up a child in the way in which he should, should go is normal to have these things happen. There's nothing wrong with me. Praise God, I'll sing. That's why I'm so glad that you're part of this this group because I gained so much from each of you. I I go backwards uh, when I was putting my trust in everything else I could read but the Bible. You know, I was busy going to school, taking courses, and I was busy learning for the exams. But I found myself sometimes thinking what I had read was the answer, and I had to come right on back to the scripture. 
So we but have to be like careful. You were trying to say something. Sorry, Mom. I kept seeing Liz lighting up, and I wasn't sure if she was trying to say something. Well, that's why I shut up. <laughs> no, it's lighting on itself. I'm just listening. No, I'm just listening. It's lighting by itself. Okay. Sorry, Mom. No, that's okay. That was just basically, I spent a lot of time alone. I had, I had the children, and they came through my life. One, two, three, four, five. Next thing you know, they're up and out. So after having all that noise and action around you, you have a lot to think about during, during your day and what you're doing. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay. Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go over these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said. If you want to continue listening to us, you can order. You can always go. Okay? to our website, you can see the online menu channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook, or you're watching through some of the videos like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button, okay? Hit that like button, it matters to us, okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 